welcome to Divine Downloads. I'm your host, Cassandra Bodzak, and this is the show where we show you the spiritual wisdom and the practical actions to help you create the life of your dreams. Today's episode is a bit of a different one. Um, It's all about grief and spirituality. And it's something that I think we're all facing um, in an unprecedented way the past couple years with the immensity of grief um, in the world and in our personal lives. And so I have gotten a lot of questions, um, DMs, um, different uh, sessions and whatnot booked, um, asking about communicating with loved ones, asking about, you know, where spiritual concepts meet grief. Um, and I'm ready to talk about it. So let's dive in today. So this journey for me really began in January uh, when I suddenly lost my grandmother um, on January 17th. And uh, my grandmother, for those of you who haven't followed along with that journey, uh, was really like a mother to me. Uh, She was a confidant. She was the person that I told everything, my first phone call. She was this beautiful Capricorn voice of reason to my Pisces. Um, And she was someone that um, was just a, a priceless, priceless piece of my life that I stayed close with uh, my entire life. I was close with her growing up uh, through all of the trials and tribulations and um, hardships that I went through when I was younger. She was a critical piece in helping me move through them and, um, and she stayed close with me up until um, her final hours and uh, is still, I believe, close with me right now and guiding me and helping me along my path. And so I, you know, this past year, I had a few women that I worked with both in uh, my group coaching uh, programs, as well as in my one-on-one coaching that lost loved ones, that lost people close to them this year. And it was really interesting navigating that, right, to be with someone in such a tender moment, in such um, a heartbreaking moment of humanity, and to also want to provide the spiritual wisdom and spiritual tools that might ease some of that pain or might help make sense of some of the emotions coming up. And, um, and I feel like I really got a whole new level of it that I couldn't have even known before when it happened to me, um, when I lost someone so near and so dear to me and was like thrown into such intense intense grief. Um, And I'm still working through it. That's why this podcast has taken so long uh, to come out. I've been wanting to do it for a bit now. And it is uh, a little bit after the three month anniversary of her passing. And I finally decided um, that this is the time. This is the time. And so on this podcast, what I'm going to talk a little bit about is I'm going to share with you how our spiritual concepts connect to grief, right? And how we can, how it can help us or comfort us or help us move through um, 
the feelings of grief and the heaviness of grief. I'm also going to share some stories uh, about uh, my experience moving through grief, my experiences communicating uh, with my grandmother. And uh, my intention and my goal with this is to hopefully make anyone who's listening to this that's walking through grief right now or has walked through grief, and, and I don't think there's ever like a past tense to grief. I think grief is just something that you dance with in different moments and, and whatnot that you will feel like we are cozied up together under a blanket, having tea and just feel like you're not alone um, in this dance and that um, hopefully feel a little bit more comforted in this journey. So let's go. Let's go. What, what should I start with? What should I start with? Well, I think one of the, the most important things um, about grief is that nothing prepares you for grief. And you cannot understand, and it's so unique for every person, right? So it's every person is going to handle grief differently. And it's so important to not judge how another person is handling it or judge yourself, right? I'm assuming that most of you guys listening are actually grieving. And so I think it's also important to not judge how someone else would act, right? Um, you, grief is its own spiritual um, initiation, right? And so in that moment, we, we're on our own journey, right? And even people, other people in our lives who are similarly affected by that loved one's passing, are going to have different experiences. And of course, you know, different, you might have different experiences of grief, of course, based on who is passing um, and how they pass. And there's so many different things. And I think the, the most important part of whether you're supporting someone that's moving through grief or whether you're the griever um, is that grace and that, um, that ownership of your unique journey. And knowing that there is no right or wrong way to grieve. There is no rule book. <laughs> there is no amount of time that says you need to stop grieving at a certain time. Um, there is only what is present in this moment, right? And I think grief is one of those things that can help us live. We, we It can bring us into the past sometimes, right? But it can also... Um, be used to keep us in our present moment, right? Because I know throughout my grief journey, it's, it hasn't been like, it's not how are you doing? It's how are you doing right now, right? In this moment, I can be feeling good. I can be feeling at peace. And in another moment, I can be, you know, on the bathroom floor crying, missing her so much that it feels like my heart is ripping out of my chest, right? And so in that way, it brings you really attuned to that moment. It, it's made me also very appreciative for the peaceful moments, right? In this moment, I have peace and I'm grateful for that. And I don't know if all my future moments are going to be filled with peace, but I know this moment has peace and I get to sit here right now. I don't have to live in the the fear of the future, the fear that at some point in the future, I'm not going to have peace anymore. It's very likely, but, but it doesn't matter because in this moment I have peace, right? And similarly, in this moment or this day, when I'm going through a rough time, when I'm missing her like hell, right? I know that it's just this moment 
it's this moment and I can show up for it in this moment and I'll figure out the next moment when the next moment comes. It's a great exercise in self-care and self-love, right? In, in knowing what you need in those moments, what's going to help you. You know, for me, it was really a dance of like, is it helpful to work? Is it helpful to not work? Um, and I found at certain parts of the grieving process, it was helpful to be able to take some space and to go on long walks and to be on the phone with loved ones all day and to not have to worry about work and other points of the grieving process. It was actually very helpful for me to keep busy. It was very helpful for me to be, you know, obviously with my job when I'm working one-on-one -on -one with clients, um, it's it's ideal because I'm not thinking about myself during those sessions. I'm involved with what's going on with them. So I don't therefore connect to my grief the entire time because I'm more focused on what's going on with them. And so in some ways that was really therapeutic for me. Some people love talking to people. Other people don't want to talk to anyone when they're grieving. And so you know, so much of what we talk about just in general and the spiritual community and manifesting and, and creating your dream life is all about honoring, you know, your unique desires and needs on like marching to the beat of your own drum, right? And these are all concepts that also are really important with grief, right? To be able to have that intuition and that confidence to be able to listen to the, your voice of your soul. And whether that voice says like, you need to just go you know, walk the beach today by yourself and leave your phone in the car. Or that, that, that says, you know what, call up your mom or call up your girlfriend, tell like cry on the phone, get it out, right? You once again need to become the master of your own intuitive urges and not be ashamed to, to do or ask for whatever it is that you need, right? And and so in that way, grief is that a deeper initiation into that taking care of yourself and nurturing yourself because you're in this moment of pain and loss and, and there's nothing you can do that's going to change the circumstance. And that's the, the wildly powerful thing about grief right is that you know when we think about manifesting when we think about you know some of the reasons why we do some of the spiritual self-help stuff we do um at the end of the day even if you're feeling so intensely like it's not happening you can always try to find some actions even if they're coming from a place of fear or whatever even if they're not the most ideal things you can often say well well, what if I email that person? Or what if I do this? Or maybe if I come at it from this angle. With grief, we're just in the deepest amount of surrender because it is what it is. And there's nothing you can do to bring that person back. And so you must, you must sit with it. You must feel it. You must acknowledge it, right? And you have to go through all of the emotions and whether it's anger or denial or sadness or whatever comes up for you, you're on the roller coaster. There is no getting off. And um, and I think when we show up for it, it, it is actually more helpful. I think we'll end up showing up for it either way. So if we try to do things to numb out of our feelings, if we try to, you know, I definitely tried to throw myself probably into work sooner than I should have because I, I didn't know. I, I, I was brand new to dealing 
um, with my own personal grief. And so I thought that that would be okay. And it was, it was okay. But what happened was then as soon as I did take some time away, that's really when the water started flowing. That's really when the grief came in. And so again, in this moment of grief, it's not a time to, that's not a time. I had some people publicly kind of like question my choices to continue working when I was grieving. Um, and, and for me, I was like anybody who's grieving, right? You're just doing the best you can. None of us, no, nobody comes on this planet knowing like the perfect way to grieve, right? I don't even think there is a perfect way to grieve. We're all just trying to figure it out as we go. And in that moment, you're triaging, right? You're, you're trying to figure it out. And so it's not a time to judge yourself. It's not if you're like, oh my God, I, you know, drank a couple of bottle of, you know, a bottle of wine every night with a pizza and watched Netflix for a few days after someone I loved passed away, you know, don't judge yourself for that. You know, you were hurting, you were in pain. And yeah, you know, if you numb yourself out for a week with wine and Netflix and pizza, you're, those feelings are still, you're still going to have to face those feelings the next week, right? But we don't need to judge ourselves in the midst of grief because none of us are perfect. None of us know exactly what to do. And we're dealing with some, some of the most difficult feelings humans ever deal with in their lifetime. I, I, I don't know if there are too many feelings more painful than the loss of a loved one. And and so it's important for us to have so much grace and so much love in that journey. And then uh, one of the other thoughts that's really interesting was around the spiritual concepts um, around death, right? About how, you know, I have always believed in an afterlife. Um, I was raised Catholic, so I believed in heaven when I was younger and now I believe in a heaven-like realm um, where I believe that we have like an in-between life space <laughs> um, based on my current beliefs um, where we go into the great beyond, we go into our spirit form and then if we decide to reincarnate again, we come down again when whenever that time is. Um, but I don't personally believe that you know life ends at death right I believe that the truth of who we are and at the essence of our being is our spirit is our soul and that that inhabits the body that is not the body and so interesting um when you so firmly believe that and I believe that very very concretely for me and regardless of what your belief is but let's say you have a belief in an afterlife right and whatever version of uh, your beliefs that looks like but some sort of belief that life goes on after death um, it doesn't necessarily make it any better and in that moment when you're grieving that awareness it isn't on some levels it's comforting I suppose but it doesn't take away from the really human experience of I'm never going to get to hug them again. I'm never going to get to see them again. Um, you know, I, I've been uh, upset crying a lot around my grandma not getting to see me in her wedding gown at um, 
I'm going to wear at, uh, at my wedding. She gave me, luckily, she gave me her wedding gown a few months before she passed. She had no idea she was going to pass. Um, I'll tell a little bit more about that story in a little bit, but as much, and so, and every, everybody's response to that is she's going to see you. She's going to be watching down from above. And it's so funny because I would so be the person to say that, like I would be the person to say that. And I believe that I do believe that, right? I believe she's watching down on me right now as I'm recording the podcast. I believe she's with me, right? Um, Yet, in those moments, like it doesn't make it any better. (laughs) It doesn't make it any better. And I still long to see her face when she sees me in the gown and watch her eyes well up and and feel her, you know, her bony body as she gives me a hug and, you know, see her in her cute little dress at my wedding. And I still yearn for that so deeply. And I think as spiritual, if you're listening to this, I know you're a spiritual person. Um, We need to also give ourselves grace in that. Like we can fully own and know all of these concepts and still be in the human feeling of loss, right? Um, However, I will say where this spiritual concept um, is helpful is that it allows our relationship with our loved ones to continue after death. Because if we truly believe that their soul lives on, then we can make contact with them. We can still have a relationship with them. We can speak to them. We can ask them for signs. Um, They can be a part of our divine support squad. They can become, you know, part, you know, with our angels and, and help guide us on our path and still be a really integral part of our life. And so this is something that um, has helped me, although I don't think it's taken away, you know, the grief. It has comforted me and it's helped me and it's helped me feel her presence still with me. Um, and it's helped, it, it's helped, I think, in my heart in a lot of ways. So I want to talk about this because I get a lot of questions about this. I actually did a full module in the process around connecting with lost loved ones because it was so demanded. Um, But I want to share with you a little bit about my experiences uh, connecting with her, what that's looked like for me, um, as well as some tips for you guys if you have someone that you're open uh, to connecting with. And uh, yeah, we'll take it from there. So When my grandma was passing away, I got to FaceTime, say goodbye to her. Uh, She had gone in, so a little backstory. She had gone, she had broke her hip and uh, went to the ER. Uh, They wanted to do uh, surgery to uh, fix her hip so she would walk again. And after surgery, she ended up catching, uh, getting a, a lung infection, a pneumonia infection from being in the hospital and not being moved around enough. And uh, they just couldn't get a handle on it. And eventually they lost her. And she passed. And But I had at least had that moment uh, when they could kind of foresee that the end was near. Um, where they let me FaceTime with her in the hospital. She's uh, They were on the East Coast and the hospital wasn't allowing uh, visitors in. So anyway, I got to FaceTime with her. That was, you know, really beautiful. She wasn't really, she had an oxygen mask on at the time and couldn't really speak. But um, 
she mouthed I love you which I could very clearly read her lips from and then um I I asked her I was like grandma because me and my grandma we she was she's the OG one that got me into guardian angels and calling on my angels and and all of that she was so into that and sent me all these beautiful angel things all the time and I I said grandma do you see the angels you know, I know like me and you, like we believe in these angels, like do you see them all around you? And she started shaking her head and uh, yes, nodding, yes. And I know that, I know that she was guided home with angels um, because of her beliefs and, and uh, so after I said goodbye, I went to my meditation pillow and um, I started chanting chanting uh, a chant uh, a call for the soul's journey uh, the soul's um, um, ascension and um, and I felt um, I felt myself my hands holding her um, her spirit and and a lot and and holding it as it rose out of her body um and handing her off to these angels and and while I was there I'm like here in my my room and my arms are all the way up and they're like shaking there's so much energy moving um and and then eventually they were like stick straight up and they just fell down and I heard her voice in my in my mind say oh Cass it's so lovely. It's exactly what we imagined it would be. And it was just this profound moment. It's hard to even talk about it right now. It was such a profound moment. And I was like, Grandma, is this real? Like, is this real? Do we just do this? And she was like, oh, Cass, of course it's real. If there's anyone that would know, you should know this is real. And I was like, but I don't even, you know, I was like, listen, if it's real, can you please like, give me, give me a sign, like, give me a sign that this is real. And of course, you know, moments later, my parents call from the hospital saying that she had just passed and I got shivers all over my body and, um, and as beautiful as that moment was, right, as like what a gift that moment is to even have that kind of experience, right, um, I still was just devastated. I couldn't, I couldn't eat. I, you know, uh, thank goodness Patrick literally held me as I hysterically cried and I played all of these songs from the 50s and he just slow danced with me, all of these songs that my grandma used to love and I just cried. Um, but I kept on asking her for more signs. <laughs> I was like, okay, grandma. So if you're on the other side and what we experienced in the meditation was real and you can communicate with me and this is working, I need a sign. And so the next day I was walking, um, and I really demanded it. And this is something I encourage um, my clients to do you know, demand it, speak it out loud, you know, say, hey, you know, whatever, whoever your loved one is, like, I need a sign, I want to know you're here, I want to know without a doubt that it's you, right? Um, sometimes we have to be a little firm with them, right? Because uh, we just, we want 
they are sending us signs, right? And we just need um, sometimes to to help them make it obvious for us, right? So we can fully receive that. They want us to be able to receive the signs. So I'm walking and I'm on a walk the, the following day and I'm talking to my little brother about her and about the whole situation and just, you know, we're kind of, you know, supporting each other and both of us are sharing, you know, things that we're heartbroken about and the things that we're trying to find some peace in and, and, and all of that. And I'm walking on the side of a busy road at this point, just kind of walking for the sake of walking because I didn't want to sit still. And I see a little butterfly sitting, um, just sitting on a leaf, like on one of these, like kind of like planter dividers, um, right by the, the sidewalk I'm walking on and just sitting there. And I just feel like called to it randomly. I'm not really a butterfly person. Um, and it was interesting because earlier that day I was trying to find like a, a gift to, uh, not a gift, but like a sympathy gift to send to my mom. So I was looking at all these flowers and I wanted to get a planter because I didn't want to get flowers that die, right? That's not what, it's really hard when you're already experiencing death. So I wanted to get like a planter, something she could keep, something that would stay alive. And there was this planter that had this like big orange butterfly on it, kind of cheesy. Um, it was like a fake orange butterfly on the planter. And I was looking at all these planters and it was so funny because I kept on being drawn to this like orange butterfly one, even though that's like so not my vibe. I, you know, I was like, no, it's like kind of cliche. Like, I don't know, like, I don't, she doesn't need like a big butterfly in her house or whatever. Um, but I kept on feeling really drawn to it. So I couldn't make up my mind. I never ordered the planter. So fast forward, I'm on the divider. Now I see a butterfly. And I'm like, huh, interesting, because I've been having this melodrama about a butterfly all day. And I look at it. And as I am look at it, I'm talking to Kenny, my little brother on the phone. It get. I was like, Kenny, I wonder if this butterfly is a sign from grandma. The butterfly literally gets up and starts doing circles around my head, like all around my head, like a little halo. So much to the fact like I'm disoriented. I'm like, what is going on right now? Um, and and mind you, I'm not wearing any bright colors. I don't have any like fruity perfume, nothing, you know, that would make this butterfly do it. And as soon as I say it, oh my God, Kenny, it's it's circling around my head. I really think it it is grandma. I think she is confirming that like she made it safely to the other side and she can communicate with us. And as soon as I do that, it stops circling me and it flies away. And even my brother, and my brother is really like, doesn't believe any of this, so not into this, was like, you know, a cast is like totally not my thing, but that's a pretty clear sign, I think. <laughs> and so, you know, I just had, I have this, um, this thing now, I'll put a link to it below. It's called Hey Hero. So it's like this, service is really cool service where you can uh you pay it's like 35 bucks or whatever and you can kind of get a mini session with me so you ask me a question about something and then I send a video um like 10 to 15 minute little video off for you explaining whatever the thing is and so someone had asked me on that about uh communicating with their mother who had passed on and if I could tap into their angels and guides and see you know, the best ways to communicate. And it was so beautiful because the things that came through for her were singing and uh, that she, the mother was going to visit with a bird and a, a few other things. But 
I say that just to illustrate that each 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 person has unique things, right? Some people will have uh, birds be messengers. There's all different kinds of ways um, passed on loved ones can can send us messages, and and oftentimes like the singing, right? Like I don't have a singing thing with my grandma. Like we weren't like really singing people. Um, whereas I didn't know anything about this woman's relationship to her mom, but when I said I really got singing, that like came loud and clear first. She was like, "Oh my God, my mom did have songs we used to like sing and and whatnot." Um, so thinking about those things, right, that you guys shared together in life. Um, like for me with my grandma, it's traveling, right? Like she loved to travel and I definitely got the travel bug from her. And I used to get her all these magnets from every place I traveled to. She loved it. She had them all on her fridge and she would love seeing the photos and she traveled to a good amount of places herself in her younger years. Um, and so whenever I travel, I always feel her with me, right? I had that beautiful experience, and this is on my Instagram where I talk more about it, but when on my birthday, I was um, on a meditation retreat, and I asked her for my birthday, you know, I want to experience you in a meditation, and oh my God, she did me so much better. I had this incredible meditation on my birthday where I literally felt her like kind of come down and like pull me by the arm and pull me up into the into source into divine consciousness and I had this experience of God and 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 source or whatever you want to call that um that was like being electrocuted with love and acceptance and she and I she was there she facilitated that for me like for sure um, I saw it in, um, you know, in the experience, it was, it was wild. And, and so she knew that that was that now you're not going to be able to get to everyone that way, but she knew that that was a way she could, she could come in with me because of what I was already doing because of, of, you know, what I'm open to, right? There are a lot of other people having that experience might not even be able to believe it, right? But because of the other experiences I've had, I absolutely can, and I know it was real. Um, another example. Oh, so another thing you can do is you can ask for you can ask for confirmation of the signs, right? And so it's normal when you're first getting these signs to feel like, "Am I crazy? Is it really this? Is it really them?" Right? Ask them for confirmation of it, and it was so. I was at this uh, spa that I go to in Palm Springs. And um, I was there with one of my girlfriends who also, who had her father pass away a few years ago. And she was telling me um, about how one of the ways that loved ones who pass on communicate is through electricity. And I was like, what do you mean through electricity? She's like, well, sometimes they can change the radio or sometimes they'll flicker the lights. And I was like, that's so interesting. I wonder, you know, uh, my grandma hasn't done that with me yet. Let me ask if she will so um it was so funny I that same night I asked and I was like grandma if you're with me can you flicker the lights and I was by myself in my room we weren't sharing a room me and my friend so I instantly heard her voice that was like are you kidding that would freak you out and you would get no sleep tonight I'm not doing it <laughs> And I laughed and I was like, you're right. Okay. So I went to bed the next day 
there was a, a tarot, uh, not tarot, like a card puller or whatever that was there. And so uh, she had a deck randomly. She had like romance angels, got it, like all these different decks. And then she had past lives, one deck that was notes from heaven. And I had never even seen an Oracle card deck, you know, from talking to past loved ones. So I was like, notes from heaven, that's what I want. And of course, the two cards she pulled was look for like, look for the signs I'm sending you in nature, which literally had a big picture of the orange butterfly that I had already previously seen confirming for me that that was indeed her. And then the other one was like, I'm always watching over you. And so that night I was feeling much more at peace. I was feeling really good. I, I was writing, um, you know, an Instagram post about, you know, how you'll never be the same. You know, once you lose a loved one, you'll never be the same. But that doesn't mean the next word that that doesn't mean it has to be for for bad, right? You're just different. You can't go back to who you were before when you lose someone. You're 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 a new the shattering that occurred because of that loss has fundamentally changed you and shift the way that you look at everything in your life, shift the way that you you look at your relationships, shifts perhaps the way of the way you look at your career, the way you look at taking care of your well-being, you know, grief does that. It shatters us and it gives us an opportunity to put the pieces back together more mindfully. Um, and so it is a big learner. So I was I was writing about that and I was feeling such peace in my heart in that moment about things. And just then, just as I was literally clicking the send button to post it, my lights flickered in my room and I started laughing because I was like, Grandma, you knew, you knew that this was a great moment. You knew that this was a moment where you could come through and it wouldn't freak me out and I would know that it was you. And mind you, I've gone to that spa, stayed there, you know, multiple times um, never before or never since that night have the lights flickered, right? And I have a I have another crazy story about my grandma um, from that. But I wanted to, to share that um, with you because it's still a relationship, right? You still have that communication. You still get to ask them um, to show you signs. You can ask them questions that you can talk to them out loud and you can journal to them right I channel journal with my grandma I write out questions to her and sometimes I say them out loud as well and then I allow the pen to move and just whatever comes through I write out and it's her coming through to me um and I even have a story about this as well and actually before we even get into my story about channel journaling Another interesting experience has been, I have been someone that's been channel journaling with my angels and my guides, my highest self, God, for years. Um, and I've always really trusted it in the way that the words come through and the way that the writing shifts when I channel. Um, it's been really, I think, easy for me to have faith that it's the truth. And then there was a whole new layer of that with my grandmother because as much as I believe that it works, I now was trying to channel with a person that I knew in the flesh in spirit form. 
and there was all this nervousness or doubt or like, am I really connecting to her? Or, you know, is it just me really wanting to connect to her, right? So one of the things I did that I really recommended, I really recommend um, if you have that thought, <laughs> is I asked her some questions that I definitely didn't know the answers to, but had answers. And <clears throat> sorry, my voice is going out right now. Um, and and they were also questions that my I had a feeling my mom would know the answer to, but I just had never come up before. So a couple of things um, about things that happened, you know, right before she passed, and then a couple of things that you know happened before I was even born, but things that we had never discussed um, and that I had no knowledge of so that whatever answer was coming through was just whatever answer I had and then I cross-referenced checked them with my mother um, simply by asking her the same questions and being like oh by the way do you know x y and z and they were spot on so that was you know a really beautiful moment for me of confirmation of knowing that I am connecting and I think you know <clears throat> For those of you out there that are listening to this because you're also in grief and you want to connect, um, it's okay to to do the things you need to do to get the confirmation. Um, I really believe that, you know, when they're on the other side, they, they want us to have the confirmation. They want us to know. I mean, I, I think about if the roles were reversed, right? Imagine you're in spirit form and you want to communicate to your loved ones and just give them peace and comfort. The thing is, I don't believe that when they're in spirit form that they're necessarily missing us the way we miss them right they're on their next evolution of their journey they're in like the most ecstatic form of love right they're in the highest vibratory energy they're they're not the human that associates with loss right they still feel that we're still connected so they're not <clears throat> but I can imagine, or at least this is just my thoughts, right, that if, you know, I was in spirit form and I was trying to communicate, I would want to make sure my communications got through. <laughs> um, and so don't be afraid to to ask about that. <clears throat> um, another another um, story I, I have that I'll end with, well, yeah, and then I have one more thought, I guess, on grief that I'll end with. Um, but another really awesome story I have that had happened just this weekend I went back to this place in Palm Springs where I feel so connected to her um, to do some writing on my upcoming book. And, um, and I, you know, I didn't set any particular intentions of connecting with her, but like I said, she tends to, I tend to feel her when I'm traveling um, and when I'm in places that I know she would love. And so I was having this moment, I was doing my makeup, um, not doing my makeup. I was, uh, it was like right before bed. So I was by like the vanity area and I was washing my face and brushing my teeth and stuff like that. And I noticed a fly in my room <laughs> and I don't like flies. <laughs> um, you know, I don't like when they're like buzzing and they're all around you and they touch you. Like I'm just not a fly person. Not, not that I think a lot of people are, but I, I'm definitely a fly swatter, you know? And, and my instinct was to go swat this fly. 
But then I was stuck because one, I felt this like rush of love for this fly, fly, which was very uncharacteristic of me. And then two, this fly was just hanging out. Like it was just hanging out on the little like tissue box thing, almost as if it was just watching me wash my face and stuff. Like it wasn't trying to, it wasn't like buzzing around. It wasn't trying to do anything. And <clears throat> I had this moment where I looked at it and I just said, Grandma, is that you? And and it just, I just had this feeling, right? And um, I think you have to trust your, your, you have to trust those intuitive nudges, right? For everything in life, but especially for this kind of stuff, right? And so I was like, okay, I don't know, this is pretty trippy, but the fly just sat there watched me finish getting, you know, getting ready for bed. And then when I moved to bed, I was reading a book in bed before I was about to fall asleep. Um, and so I had like the covers like pulled up and then folded over, right? And I had my arms over them just reading the book. And again, I turned to my right and the fly is just sitting like to my right on the covers, completely still, not like, again, like not trying to crawl on me, not trying to buzz around, just like hanging out with me there. So I start talking to it and I'm like, grandma, I miss you. I love you. You know, thanks for hanging out with me. And I'm just like, whatever, you know, <clears throat> next morning I fall asleep eventually. And, uh, next morning I wake up to go do yoga early. I don't see the fly, um, when I wake up. Cause I'm just like in a rush. I just wake up, throw on my yoga clothes, head to yoga. I come back from yoga and as I'm walking back, I notice, oh, well, I didn't see the fly this morning. I wonder where it went. And I walk into my room and this fly is, I kid you not, sitting just directly in the middle of the bed, looking like it was just waiting for me to get home. Like in this white bed. So it's like this little fly in this whole white bed. I tried to take a picture, um, but it was, I wasn't fast enough. It stayed there for a bit. And then it moved with me um, as I was getting ready for the day. Um, and it was so interesting. And as I was about to leave and head home, I'm walking towards my car with my um, suitcase. And I'm just talking out loud. And I'm like, Grandma, this whole like fly thing was pretty trippy. <laughs> So if it was you, um, can you give me like a really concrete sign? Can you give me a concrete sign that it was you this weekend? And so I get to, um, and I don't see anything. I'm like, I don't know, whatever, right? I just kind of say those things, I throw it up. I get to my car and um, I notice there's this like shiny gold thing on the ground and mind you this is like in the desert so it's all like dirt like there's nothing you know in the middle of the desert parking lot kind of thing it's like a dirt parking lot or whatever and um <clears throat> I see this like gold shimmering thing and I have, I have bad distance eyesight so I I bend down to look at like what is this gold thing and it is this cute little gold pin of like a bumblebee like insect insect kind of thing um that you would put on like a lapel or a sweater and my so so a few things here one it's gold which is I all my stuff is gold I love gold two it's had these like two rubies 
her eyes, which look like the red eyes of this fly. And also, like, they probably don't sell, like, fly pins. <laughs> so I feel like this bee, like, fly-looking thing was the closest uh, thing. And also, the real clitcher was the fact that my grandma, like, to know my grandma was to know about these kind of little brooch pins things. She would always wear them on her sweater. She had one for, she had all these different colored sweaters. She would have one for each sweater. They were always on uh, their sweaters. Even when my mom was cleaning out um, her closet after she passed, she told me how she was amazed at all these like little brooch things that she had that she took off all these uh, sweaters and saved. Um, and so I knew it was her. And, uh, and you know, all of that to say doesn't make me miss her any less. It doesn't make me miss her in the flesh any less, but it does bring me comfort of knowing that we still very much have a relationship. She is undoubtedly my guardian angel. She's always guiding me. She's always with me. And, um, and it's, we get to experience a new level of our relationships. Um, and so I hope that that, you know, brings some comfort or some hope or some inspiration to any of you guys that are moving through this as well. And uh, the last thing I'll say is there's a quote that said, um, grief is love with nowhere to go. And when I read that, one of my hobbies <laughs> while I was not sleeping um, after her passing was I would go to Pinterest and I would look up grief quotes and I would just look at grief quotes all night and, and feel some sort of comfort in knowing that there were all these people out in the world that must be, must have experienced what I'm experiencing right now. And I also just love, I love quotes and poetry and all of that. And so that's how I found this quote on grief. Um, but it resonated so much with me and it unlocked so much within me because I realized that in those moments when I was feeling that pain of grief, that instead I could pull it back and find the love underneath it. And so a practice that I've been doing for myself is in those moments where it kind of sneaks up on you. And for me, it, you know, who knows, but it can sneak up on you at all different times, whether it's a song, whether it's a thought, whether it's a moment, whether it's whatever it is, something comes up, the throat gets like, you know, all scratchy, gets like a ball of hair in it. My heart starts beating, the tears start going, right? We're in that moment, and all I'm feeling is the most acute emotional pain, right, of, of missing and of longing, right? I think about the love. I think about how what this really is, is love that I can no longer give to her. And me and my, you know, one of the, the things that I do have some peace around is that I told my grandma, me and my grandma used to say, I love you madly. And um, I felt like I was, I was always throughout our relationship and our life um, together explicit about how much I cared about her and how much I loved her and how much she meant to me. Um, and now it's, it, it's like I have nowhere to go with that love, right? I have nowhere to go with that love. I can't give this person I want to give that love, right? But it has, like having that perspective on it of knowing why is this so painful? This is so painful 
because I can't give this love because this love now I feel like it doesn't have a human counterpoint to go into. And so in those moments, what I try to do is I try to send that love up to her, right? And I see that love flowing through and I just try to, I try to imagine it just going up to her, right? And sometimes I'll even speak out loud and just say, Grandma, I love you. I love you so much. I'm so grateful for you. I'm so grateful for everything you taught me. I'm so grateful that you're still guiding me. I'm so grateful that I got to experience a relationship like ours in my lifetime. I'm so grateful that I got you for all the years I did, right? And I and I just speak it out loud. I speak all that love out loud. And it's been really healing and helpful to me. Um, so I just wanted to share that. But um, this is getting long, so I'm going to wrap this up. And I hope that this was helpful. Um, I hope that these stories brought you comfort or inspiration or um, just made you feel less alone in whatever you're going through. Um, and uh, like I said, if you'd, you, I'll put some links below if you'd like to, you know, ask me a specific question around your situation. Uh, you can click that link below or if you'd like to join us in the process. Um, part of that spiritual journey that is that course is also about connecting to the spirit realm and to your lost loved ones, um, as well as your guides and angels and all of that, of course. Um, but grief is a spiritual initiation. So show up for it, honor what's coming up, keep leaning into it, um, moving through it and lean on your faith and, and lean on your divine support squad. Um, they're here for you during this. So love you and feel free to share this podcast with anyone in your life who you feel might be comforted by it. Um, thank you. <laughs>